How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to episode 22 of The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, I'm going to be talking about interviews and specific interview skills. And I, I realize that a lot of the times on the show, we're kind of talking about entrepreneurship and, and following your passion and doing your own thing. But I also realize that there are a lot of listeners that aren't necessarily into starting their own company and the risk that inherently occurs whenever you pursue that path. There are a lot of people that listen that just want to grow as a leader and become the best version of themselves and, and be able to have the opportunity to lead teams. So whenever I talk through this episode... I'm going to be talking about interviewing, whether that's for a new job, whether that's for uh, just another job at the same company that you happen to work for, or if you are an entrepreneur and you sit down and have a conversation with a client, you're kind of interviewing for the opportunity to do business with this company. So some of the things that I cover can can apply to entrepreneurs, can apply to people stepping in and trying to get a job at a new company, or just another job at the company that they currently work for. So I really want to cover some, some questions and then tips. But before I, I really dive into it, I want to share just a few initial thoughts. First and foremost, you have to be confident in yourself. If you struggle with confidence, I think it's important that you start working through and, and figuring out how to build that confidence. And you do this by practice and repetition of your craft. You have to know what you bring to the table, and you have to be able to convey that sense of, of confidence. Now, you do want to be cautious that you don't step over the line into portraying some sort of ego that you have, but coming to the table and, and making sure that the interviewer sees how confident and comfortable you are talking through your expertise, your craft, and just having a conversation with them is going to be very important. You also want to be comfortable admitting the things that you don't know. That seems a little bit odd because whenever you're, most people have this mindset, if you come to the table with an interview, you want to be able to say, yes, I can do this, 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 and this, and just knock it all out of the park. There's a quote from Richard Branson where he says, if someone offers you an opportunity, and you don't know how to do it, say yes and learn how to do it later. Which I agree with. I've actually done that a few times in my career. However, I was also very confident I could quickly and easily learn it. If someone came to me about starting some sort of life sciences business, I'm pretty much going to say, no, there's no way I can... I can do that, so I'm probably not the best fit because you don't want to get in the door and then realize you are so far in over your head that you just can't even begin to learn the skills necessary to be successful in, in that role. So let's talk about some of the questions that you may encounter when attending or, or going to an, an interview. One of the kind of opening ones that is very easy in my mind, a lot of times people will open it up and say, okay, well, I've read through your resume. Tell me a little bit about yourself. This one's super easy. It can be overwhelming because you might question what specifically do they want to know about me? 
well, as we go through some of these other questions and tips, you're, you're going to kind of learn to hone in on, on what's relevant for the discussion at hand. But realistically, when they say, tell me about yourself, just share your story who you are, how you came to be, some of the things that you like and enjoy. And sometimes people will ask about hobbies, but really focus on the things that you are passionate about that are relevant to the job at hand. Now, a lot of times they will also start delving into specific skills necessary to be successful in this job. And then for me, my head immediately goes to the IT side of things because that's where most of my career has been spent. People will start asking you some technical questions about servers, network infrastructure, things like that. Now, these are really going to be specific to your area of expertise. And it is important for you to be knowledgeable on the things that you're going to be working on or would potentially be working on in, in this job. And in other functions like human resources, the, where there's, there are certifications. I think uh, SHRM is one of them. I know there's payroll certifications. There's a lot of different certifications that you can get. So being able to speak intelligently to those, that's obviously going to be important. And if you're on the operations side of the fence, like if you work for an energy company or oil and gas or wind company, things like that, you're going to want to be able to comfortably speak to your experience and an understanding of specific systems and technologies and, and tools. You know, another question that comes up is what qualifies you for this role? And this kind of goes back into just sharing relevant experiences, tell stories of projects that you had worked on, things that you were able to get across the finish line. And Make sure that you're able to convey enough detail so that the interviewer understands this person actually was involved in the process and had their hands all, they rolled up their sleeves and they were all in the middle of the, the project. A lot of times I've seen individuals that maybe kind of knew what kind of project or what the project was and what was going on, but they weren't really involved with it. However, they will put that as experience on their resume just to kind of get their foot in the door. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of tricky because when you get in the door, if that ends up happening, then you find yourself in the situation where management expects you to be able to hit the ground running in certain areas and if you can't hit the ground running because you actually don't have that experience, it kind of puts a bad taste in their mouth and makes them question, well, do we really have the, the right person? When you're sharing your story, though, you want to be careful to find that balance where you, you share enough detail so that they understand you were an integral part of that project or you did play a significant role in getting it to the finish line. However, you don't want to go so far into the details that you kind of run out the clock on the interview, just talking about one specific project that you worked on. When it comes to, to questions, this is also something that is kind of tricky to prepare for because no two people interview the same. Some people focus very much on the technical side of it. I myself over the years have gotten to where I focus more on understanding what drives someone, what they're passionate about. And I will go down certain rabbit holes to ask 
about experiences that they have had or projects that they have worked on. And usually whenever they share their thoughts or their experiences on those projects, it can be an indicator of what level of experience they have. You can kind of ask some certain probing questions as it relates to IP addressing schemes if you're talking to a network engineer and things like that. And if they get a blank look on their face, then, okay, you got to get a sense of, of where their heads are at. But really, no two interviewers will, will interview the same. So that's a good segue into kind of tips and tricks. When it comes to preparing, it's very easy for you to just go on whatever your favorite search engine is and, and search for common interview questions. That will be a good baseline for you to operate off of. But I think it's also important for you to get comfortable with having conversations with people that have different personalities. And I've had a, a number of episodes where I talk about personality types. I talk about the importance of reading people. Once you sit down and start having a conversation with people, you want to make sure that you can easily see where their heads are at or at least kind of start to pick up on, on the direction that they're going in the conversation and making sure that you're creating alignment with, with them. So getting comfortable with people with different personalities and reading people, very important aspects to being able to successfully interview. If interviewing or having conversations like that isn't something that you are comfortable with, I would highly recommend reach out to some peers. Reach out to friends, family, or peers in your network, whether that's LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever kind of platform you, you choose to, to engage on. Get some feedback from them and say, hey, I'm looking to interview for this type of a role. Do you have any tips or do you have any thoughts? Or maybe even ask them if they would do mock interviews with you. This seems a little silly at first, but it actually works out really well in, in my experience. I've helped a number of people by kind of asking them, asking them questions as if I were interviewing them. And whenever I do that, I like to kind of blindside them and throw them curveballs and stuff, but that helps them prepare mentally. Practicing your story. You want to be able to have kind of an elevator pitch of your life and your experience as it pertains to the role that you're looking to fill or the experience that you want to come in and, and portray that, that you have. So practice sharing that story and maybe like grab your cell phone and just record yourself sharing that story so that you can actually critique yourself or sit down with, with your, um, one of your, your kids or family members and just kind of share your story and get feedback from, from them. And, and I think if, you find that the right people that genuinely care about you, they may feel a little awkward at first, but they're going to want to see you succeed. And so taking the time to sit down and practice that story so that whenever you do get in front of a complete stranger, you're not fumbling your words and trying to figure things out. That's going to be a, a key tip that, that will be very important for you. So another thing I, I've had, there's a few people that I've coached and have gone on interviews or, or started down a path of, of interviewing for, for a role, and then they realize, well, this isn't really the role that I'm looking for, so I'm going to go ahead and back out. 
I would actually recommend continuing through the interview process, even if you you get into it and after the first discussion you realize, yeah, this isn't really for me. Go ahead and go through the process all the way so that you can get some more experience and practice with interviewing. Realistically, the more practice you get, the better. The more comfortable you will become if you just keep on doing more and more. Now, I mean, I obviously got to balance time with your full-time job, but whenever whenever it comes to getting practice, I say more is, is better. And then being aware of, of time. And by that, I mean, usually a first interview might just be for maybe even just a phone interview for 30 minutes on your calendar, which is good. It gives you and the interviewer an opportunity to kind of have an initial meet and greet and get a sense of how personable you are and their ability to just effectively communicate with you. So usually those those first interviews might just be a half hour or so, which is good. It gets you an, an opportunity to get a little bit more comfortable with them. And then what I've seen is, is a lot of times you'll have maybe an hour long or maybe even an hour and a half long interview where the interviewer might get quite a bit more granular in the topics that they talk through and, and dig deeper into specific experiences and trying to figure out what you bring to the table. They may even set up like multiple back-to-back interviews over a window of time or even doing a panel interview. I actually really enjoy panel interviews where bring somebody in, sit them on the other side of the conference room table, and you've got three or four other people on your side of the table. And I do this intentionally because what it does is it puts the person being interviewed in kind of a high stress situation where they're sitting across the table from three or four people and it can be a little bit overwhelming. I like to do that not because I like to overwhelm people, but because I like to get a sense of how they react to pressure. So if you ever find yourself in a panel interview like that, know that there's probably an element of, hey, we want to see how this person reacts and communicates and if they can communicate effectively when they're under pressure. And then at times, again, so like I said earlier, no two interviewers interview the same. One of the things that I do like to do in panel interviews is I'll I'll open it up, have some questions and and some conversation that I'll step out and let the rest of the team have conversations with the new candidate and and just let them talk about all the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever they want. Because when the boss steps out of the room, it's easier for people to speak freely. So just a few little tips and tricks that I wanted to cover as it relates to interviews. And I've had some coaching calls and some good conversations over the past few weeks. And I thought, thought that it might be helpful and relevant for me to share some of these thoughts If any of you have any other questions as it pertains to interviews, or maybe you've got a job that you're trying to apply for, please feel free to reach out to me at sean at thewaythewolf.com. Happy to just have a one-on-one conversation and, and talk you through things. So in closing, I've got a few other things that I want to touch on. I'm really excited. I've started to kind of turn one of the spare bedrooms here at my house into a podcast recording studio. I've already painted the room. I've got a, a pretty sweet looking haiku, big ass fan. It's kind of industrial looking to set up in there. Uh, had a custom table built, the frame and, and a kind of a big butcher block on it. 
have a, a steel wolf head logo that I'm going to end up mounting on the wall and getting some new audio equipment in. So really excited about all of that stuff. As always, please provide feedback or questions or ideas. Reach out to me. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to, to listen to the podcast or watch the episodes on YouTube. Podcasts come out every Tuesday. Short little video clips come out on YouTube every Thursday. Thank you all so much, and y'all have a good one.